This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 527 of the Dressage Radio Show, official podcast of the United States Dressage Federation on the Horse Radio Network, brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products and TotalSaddleFit.com. On today's show, we are joined by Reese's Aachen co-chaperone Bill McMullen, and we'll have the 2019 North American Young Rider champion, Callie Jones. And after that, we're going to answer a listener question for the trainer tip. Stanfield from Georgetown, Kentucky. And this is Philip Parks from Rockwood, Ontario, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show. Hi, Phil. Hi, Reese. How are you doing? <laughs> I am doing great. I heard you're uh, you're at a horse show this weekend, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I get to stay at home, but the horses <laughs> shipped into uh, into the showgrounds today. We do some warm up riding and trying to get them accustomed to the the whole environment and doing yeah. that kind of thing. So that we're ready to do some classes tomorrow. And so I've got two horses over there, two six-year-olds. Um, they're very excited. So I hope that they can calm down overnight and, and we can put, <laughs> put together a good show for this weekend. Fingers crossed, my friend. First of Fingers all, crossed. that's all we do. I am, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be fine. It's going to be good. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I like it. And you said it's quite close to your house, which is nice. It's super close to my house. That's the best. You sleep in my own bed and bug yeah. my own wife. And that's, that's cool. Yeah, that's <laughs> fantastic. I love it. I love it. Well, I'm finishing my summer sabbatical, which is I'm very lucky. I've been actually at Hassler Dressage in Chesapeake City, Maryland for the last two weeks. And uh, yeah, I've been yeah, I've been hiding great. out from reality, which is great. I've been sending Phil lots of videos of training, which is good. I'm I'm here with uh, my coach Scott Hassler, and um, this is oh, this is the fourth year I've done this. I kind of I kind of hide out for two weeks and just just watch just lessons. Focus on the riding. Yeah, focus on my horses and the riding, and it was yeah. great. I've had a really busy summer uh, so to be able to uh, – and a, a shout-out to Town & Country Sport Horses who uh, allow me this opportunity um, to come and just absorb, and it's been great. I've really enjoyed, like, just pulling my horses' manes and just spending a little extra time with them. I, I You know, at home, I don't, I don't necessarily get that opportunity, so uh, it's been great, and my horses – Really, I, I'm so excited on how good they've been, and I've got really, really clear goals for the next couple months with them. So it's been a, a really good, good experience. So we head home in two days, and I have one more lesson, and excited to wrap up the two weeks. So everyone's a little sore, not gonna lie. <laughs> Me, the horses, but <laughs> that just means nice. you've been working hard, doesn't it? We have been working hard, and and great, and and shout out to Scott Hassler. He's just a phenomenal coach, and has been so good. He, he knows this is our third year with this group and uh, the boys sort of know what they're doing and they've been they've been so fun so it's been a great experience so fantastic well we got a yeah. good show going on we here do today. we do tell so us we're... a little bit about what's our plan our plan is so we're going to actually start off with um, my dear friend and my co-host for Aachen, Bill McMullen, and I hope you enjoy his kind of wrap up of the experience. It was so fun to go with him. So I hope you enjoy Bill McMullen. 
Well, tonight I am so happy to have my literally right-hand man for the Aachen trip for the Dressage Foundation, Bill McMullen. He is an FEI trainer and he is an S-judge candidate. Bill, welcome to the show. Thank you, Reese. I'm happy to be here. Well, I'm so happy we, to be your, your trusty right-hand. We had a great time. I know. We both had a blast. It was amazing. It was an amazing experience. And, you know, I am not a judge. I'm just a trainer. So it was so fun to have your perspective from Aachen. And, you know, we did a great segment, and I hope everyone will listen to the girls, our, our wonderful cherubs that we took. We had four girls, and they have come on the show. And But it was I really wanted to get your perspective as a judge because it was so fun to sit with you and hear your perspective. So can you kind of start us off? Like, what did you think about Aachen, et cetera? So, yes, the week with with the Dressage Foundation group in Aachen was really amazing. And being able to to sit where we sat, Risa, uh, with, the, with the group was fantastic view. And as I think we, we discussed, there were really no bad seats in that entire stadium. I don't know how many people it holds, but eight or 10,000 maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're really, the the way this, the seats are set and everything, it really is a grand view from anywhere. We sat up high, right opposite the a K at the corner, uh, which ended up being a, a, a great vantage point, really, to see from the side, uh, to see all the transitions that happened there, and to see the entries at A and so on was, was very, was great too. And, but even at the other end, looking up to see, we didn't feel like it was that far away. I mean, it was just everything was bigger, seemed bigger than life. <laughs> and we also had the advantage that we had one of the, they had the, the scoreboards positioned around the arena for the audience to see uh, the electronic scoring system. And it showed the, um, uh, the average score of the five judges for every movement, uh, which was really terrific to see. And uh, so we got an instant feedback. I think uh, the young riders that were with us too. Everybody really appreciated that. And I think it is, I will say on one hand, it's, it can be a little bit distracting trying to look at the score because of course it comes up a little bit, you know, in the next, when the next movement or two is already happening. So to be able to kind of tie all that in and look back and see what the score is, is, is uh, takes a little bit of yeah. uh, back and forth. But uh, I did find it really educational for myself too, as that I'm in the uh, S program right now. My exam is coming up in January for the S exam, where we'll be tested to judge through the Grand Prix. So for me personally, it was a, a great thing to be able to observe, uh, to really have five days of observing riding at this level. And that's the main thing coming away from Aachen is just the the high quality of riding from start to finish. Uh, that there, you know, everything was was fantastic, and to get to see to really try to discern the differences between, you know, an eight, a nine, and a ten, <laughs> really, yeah. because we don't get we don't get so many chances to see that, right? <laughs> <laughs> that was just so to see it there, just time after time after time, really, just you know, raised the hair on the back of your neck and <laughs> gave you goosebumps yeah. a lot of the time, and it was so so exciting. Well, and we got lucky because we were sitting with you, so we could we could ask like, what made that a nine? What made that a ten? So, could you talk about that? Because, like you said, we don't see that very often, and we didn't see it the whole class. I think that was kind of also good to know that Isabel Vert, being literally the greatest right. dressage writer of all time, yeah. she still yeah. made mistakes. Yeah. There were mistakes, and she still came out with a, an incredibly high score. And, but I think you see it, like in hers, uh, you know, her determination to get the the perfection, especially in the transitions, and just the preciseness, especially like in her final center line where she had the, you know, the nines and tens on that final center line in the Grand Prix with uh, 
for the Piaf and Passage and the transitions are just absolutely flawless in between. And again, and then, like I said, coming back to a little bit, like I said, from our vantage point with all the riders, being able to see all these transitions that happened at the corner at K, that gave us a really clear view from the side to see them coming, you know, on the diagonal from extended trot back to just either collected trot or into the passage. And then in the other test in the special where they make the transition to passage and then turn and turn away from us on the on the line from K and then to the uh, to develop the Piaf at D. So we were right perfectly in perfect alignment to see the straightness from there and see some, you know, and some of the slight deviations. And I think those are the deviations and that make it, you know, it may still be a good Piaf for eight, but then the ones that are perfectly straight, then you see that then and the correct steps and the transition in and out and so on where they can achieve the the nine or the maybe even the ten. Yeah. And and you're right. Like that was incredibly interesting to see how people set up in the corner because you don't mm-hmm. think about it until you really right. see it. And you saw Isabel Barrett yeah. even like she made right. the crowd kind of laugh because she was like, right. <laughs> but coming off there the were changes, some half halt. There you saw, yes. you saw some half halts. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Because and, that is the one spot. Half written right? in different and half halts written in different ways. <laughs> I think yeah. Dorothy Schneider, to me, really gave such a, a feel of, uh, and her half halts in the corner there were really just so. I mean, look, I mean, it sounds silly, but but easy. She, she made it look so easy, you know, she and did. it was really great. And, I think um, in general, our, Amer- Dorothy, you know. our our. Our American writers who did did such a super job at the show and being able to see. Um, Stefan and his horse and, and the turn there. I remember him going away from us in the passage and developing a tee off. It was really nice. And Adrian and Catherine all had a lot of great rides. It was really fun to see. It was. It was great. I mean, that was the difference. You know, you, you started looking and I think, you know, again, we we had we were lucky because we were sitting with Bill. So any judging question we could ask, which was really cool. But that's what we all took from it. And you know, as you watch a class like that, you know, you start the day in the 70 range, which is still amazing. And very rarely would exactly. we see that in the 70s. But then you get up in the 80s by the end of the day. And you right. can really see, right? You can see the difference between the 80 and the 70. That was, For you sure. know, that was really cool. And I, I can't say that there's, um, you know, I, I don't think we see that. Or I've, I've seen it only at the world championship level. Uh, to kind of see that level, right? Yeah, to see it at that level. I mean, like I said, with this being by invitation only in the countries that were represented, it was the best, the best of the best, which is really super to see. And as you said, to see the difference then from the 70s, which are super, and then to the up into the 80s and beyond, which are Mm -hmm. uh, just just, uh, really fantastic. But I think the girls, even our young riders, uh, the four young ladies that were with us, I think, you know, especially after the second, third, and the fourth day, I mean, even they were starting to say, oh, look at that extended canner. That's, you know, even uh, one of them in Mexico, well, that has to be a nine and boom, it would come up a nine. You know, they started, you know, definitely recognizing for sure these differences about, you know, was it a, oh, was that just a seven or was it really, you know, higher than eight even and so on. So that was really great. And I mean, they definitely, uh, I think they absorbed so much from this also. And like I said, having the scoreboard and then our little discussion going on during it is really beneficial for everybody. Yeah, it was phenomenal. And and tell us a little bit about your kind of takeaway from the freestyles, because those were just a whole nother level of wow. For sure. Well, there, as, as you said, even for the Grand Prix, like in the 70s and the, the 80s, and then here, you know, we've had so many in the 80s and then high 80s and then even uh, breaking 90. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which was so so much fun to see. Um, 
and then you know and, and watching the, the the different judges scores and i i would it'd be be interesting to see even more of the breakdown between and they do so show some with the artistic score and the technical with each judge or whatever but you know you don't get really the feel to be able to get the feedback from them on the you know how much more emphasis they put then in the in the artistic and with the music and so on to see who they they may have ahead of a, of another rider but obviously there as we well know the technical has to be has to be spot on and then the the artistic side enhances and can enhance the score and that's where you come up to those high those super high numbers for sure could you just explain really quickly cuz you were so helpful with this about the floor plan and what that means the at an international level yeah and and now they have the the judges at this level now are provided with the floor plan or the choreography for the ride um so Whereas in, in other past years and at other levels, they, they, they don't. They have the requirements of what they have to have. So um, it's all in the computer already, the, the floor plan for each ride. And there are degrees of difficulty are already determined by the combinations that they might perform. If they have a more difficult combination, say, from extended canter right to the double pirouette or you know other difficult transitions from piaf pirouette to extension or you know there, there's obviously many that that require that are a higher degree of difficulty and it's already assigned the degree of difficulty like and you saw some of them and they they said that in the at the scoreboard at the beginning it might be nine point something could be the the degree of difficulty already at the beginning but they have to successfully pull off those those combinations those specific combinations have to be pulled off at a certain play, way in order for them to achieve that. So if they make a mistake or something happens in that, then the degree of difficulty is suddenly does come down. And that plays into the score for choreography and um, uh, the harmony and, and everything as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it was cool. And, and that was kind of confusing. So it was, it was cool to have you kind of sit with us and, and explain it just like that of what, what you were looking at. What would be kind of your takeaway from, you know, if someone was to go to Aachen, you know, what were some things that, yeah, that you would say, like, be prepared this way, or these are some fun things? What were sort of your final takeaway well, from that I think experience? I've been, I think since we've got, since we've been back, I think every day since we've been back, people are probably tired of hearing me now, but I'm saying, you have to go, you have to you go. You have to go, it's true, said, but you may I mean, not be able to get tickets, is, right? They were almost sold out already. That, that I didn't go, you know, years or decades ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But uh, like I said, it, it meant so much to me. And uh, like I said, to see that much quality, that much volume of quality. But what I tell people, just the whole show is such an experience. I mean, mm-hmm. of course, the quality and the drudge, everything we've been talking about now on your show today is the most important thing to take away from it. But just all the whole experience about how the show is run with whatever upwards of 50 or a hundred thousand people at a horse show. And mm-hmm. I mean, think how smoothly everything went for us Reese, with that group. I mean, we really had no lines. No. We never waited more than five minutes. I don't think hardly for anything <laughs> getting in from food and getting into the grandstands and mm-hmm. wandering around in the shopping with the 400 vendors and so on. The, the shopping obviously is amazing too, <laughs> but just the, <laughs> Bill the had to restrict and, one of the girls. <laughs> he had to finally right. say, you're done. You cannot shop anymore. Right. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah. We, we did. I, we did cut one of them off. <laughs> yeah. It really but we all had, have to admit, we all had a little fun shopping too. Yeah, we did. Part of we the did. Experience and, it was, uh, cool. but it really is grand. It really is a festival. Uh, just uh, and mm-hmm. to see, you know, we got to peek a little bit at the jumping, to see the four in hand driving, and so on. That was really uh, astonishing too. Really exciting. 
Right. The only thing we so didn't much see to was take the in. Yeah. We didn't yeah. see the vaulting. No, I, wish no, I never even saw right. where the vaulting was. Um, it happened, but right. I'm not sure where. So. Right. I think, I guess that's as far as the takeaway. There's just so much to see. I mean, there's no way you could get bored there, Mm-mm. but you know, even if you're not a dressage enthusiast or a jump, you know, <laughs> yeah. sure, there, there's so much for everybody to do. And, and so many people were there, the Germans, the Europeans come to that mm-hmm. show just as, as an event to go to. Right. And a very not educated. Not necessarily being riders. Right. Wouldn't you right. say, I mean, that was amazing. And that's one of my takeaways in the stands, you know, someone would make a mistake and it was like, right. right. And it was 10, very 000, clear. The collective gasp of 10,000 people. Phenomenal. It was phenomenal. Well, Bill, you were, you, we had such a great time being chaperones together and I really can't thank you enough. You're, you guys are at a horse show and you've got lots going on. So I can't thank you enough for your time tonight and the whole experience. And if our listeners wanted to find you online, how could they do that? We have a website is warrenmcmullendressage.com and we have an email link uh, within that also. Also have a Facebook page under Warren McMullen Dressage and have a personal Facebook page uh, with a lot of horsey stuff on it as well under my name, Bill McMullen. Fantastic. Well, thanks again. And, and I hope we get to do it again. Me too, Reese. Yes, I'm looking forward to it so much. It'll be great. Good luck this weekend. <laughs> thanks, thanks Reese. Have a good night. Vitamin E is a powerful antioxidant that supports healthy muscle and nerve function by limiting cellular damage. Green grass is the best source of vitamin E for horses, but most horses don't spend enough time grazing to meet their needs. Hay, grain, and winter pasture provide little to no natural vitamin E. To ensure your horse's vitamin E requirements are met, choose Elevate. Elevate contains a readily available source of natural vitamin E. Elevate is cost-effective and easy to feed. To learn more about Elevate, visit the Kentucky Performance Products website at kppusa.com. Well, we are so excited, and now she is a regular here on the Dressage Radio Show. Callie Jones, my fellow Kentucky lady, um, I hope you enjoy. She just won the North American Young Rider Championships. Well, tonight we are so very excited to have gold freestyle medalist and gold individual medalist from the North American Young Rider Championships, Callie Jones. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me again. Oh, my God. Well, we're so thrilled we get to have you again because that means you keep winning and you keep winning. (laughs) And I love it. You're also a fellow Kentuckian. So I always am cheering loudly for you. So we're so very proud of you. And this has been quite a year for you, hasn't it? Yes, it has. It's been a long one, but super fun. Yes, you were in Europe, and I, I, we didn't know, actually, or I didn't know even, that, that your horse, Phil, has, had colic. So can you kind of give us the story? Because I didn't realize all that had happened. Yes. So, yeah, last year, our last show was Festival of Champions in Chicago at Lamplight, um, where we won. So we were coming off of a really exciting year, and I wanted to give Phil some much-needed time off, you know, He worked really hard last year, so I just wanted to give him time to, you know, be a horse and be on the grass all the time. So then in November, I was at the barn, and I was actually riding my trainer's horse, um, Figaro, and then I was going to get on Phil. And so I went back in the barn, and I looked at him, and I just knew that something wasn't right. So I just immediately called our vet out and that's when, you know, we got the news and she was like, I think you need to take him to Rudin Riddle. So we immediately took him 
in the first day that he was there, they gave him fluids and they did an ultrasound on him and they were like, I think he's going to be okay. And then unfortunately he took a turn for the worse and they put him through emergency surgery. So that was just, it was devastating. You know, I just, I, I don't wish that on anybody. It's just, it's a really hard time. So I just, I, we almost lost him and it was my worst fear coming to life. So it was, it was really hard, but, um, you know, after the surgery, I went up there and I visited with him and he just, he looked at me and I was like, you know, I made this promise to him. I was like, I'm not going to push you just however long you need, then you take the time. And if that means that we don't get the show next year, then that's fine. That's completely okay. So we took the time and Angela hand walked him probably five or six times a day while I was at school. And then I came home on the weekends and just did hand walking and grazing and grooming, just spending time with him. And so it was a long five months, but he just, he came back better than ever. And it was pretty special that we could do all this together this year. Yeah, it's amazing. So, so tell, you actually go to school um, and it's kind mm-hmm. of far from your trainer, Angela Jackson, right? Yes, it's about two hours. Yeah, so Phil lives with Angela and you drive back and forth from school. So it's, you already, uh, it's a huge team effort for you guys. So, um, oh, yeah. you know, obviously you had a fantastic European tour. Mm-hmm. And then uh, did that bring any more nerves? I mean, all the travel with him colicking, did you guys take any extra prevention or how did you do that? So I, of course, qualified, and then I was like, you know, I I want to sit down and talk about it if we should take him over there, because obviously it's a very long flight, and then um, the travel to the shows. So sat down with the vet that um, did his surgery, and he was okay with it. He was like, you know, it's probably going to be less stressful on him on the plane than it would be on a trailer. So he gave us the go. And then I talked to my vet at home. I was like, what do you think? And she said the same thing. I mean, she checked his incision and she watched him go a few times. And she was like, you know, he just, he looks better than ever. And I think you should go for it. So it was a tough decision. I mean, it was always in the back of my mind, like, what if something happens? And, but i you know, he honestly, just every day he was like, come on, mom, I, I want to work. I want to do this. So that was kind of it for me. I was like, all right, we're going to do this together. Oh, that's fantastic. So tell us a little bit about Young Riders. I mean, this was your last year, right? So there was some pressure from sure coming back in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there was a little bit of pressure at first. But, you know, as time went on, I was like, I just got to go in and ride my ride, ride my horse, and whatever happens, happens. And, you know, my main goal was just to have have fun and go in and have clean tests. I wanted to be consistent. And, of course, I had the goal of winning. But I just – I didn't want to put the unnecessary pressure on myself because that just – that doesn't make it fun. So <laughs> I just wanted to have a good time with my horse and end my young rider career on a good note, which – it um, turned out better than I could have ever imagined. So I was just super excited and it got a little emotional because I just, uh, like I said, I didn't expect all of that happening. And so to win again with him 
um, it just it was truly a special moment. So after riding uh, at you know very many big shows, tell us a little bit about what you what you think that the North American Young Riders Championships is is different and special. I really enjoy the NIYC because of the team aspect. I think the team aspect of it is just really special, and because you number one, you make a lot of friends, and I've made friends that now I'm going to have for a lifetime, and. Just having the support of a team is just incredible. And I think it's really cool that you get to watch juniors and young riders from all across the United States. And because I learn a lot by just watching other riders. So, you know, to watch riders that you normally don't get to see ride is really cool. So it's really exciting and special. Fantastic. So, Callie. What it, what's next? What are you doing now for you guys? <laughs> well, we have one more show this year, and that's Festival of Champions. And then after that, I think we're um, done showing for the year. And then we got to start training for the U25. <laughs> so yeah. that'll be that'll be fun and exciting. But right now, I mean, Phil's not a Grand Prix horse, so Angela has to, you know, train him and but we'll see how it goes. You know, if he's not ready, then I'm not going to push it. But if he's ready, then we'll go down center line next year in the Grand Prix and hope for the best. <laughs> <laughs> Understood. I think that's what we all say. When you do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Well, Callie, it's such a pleasure to have you on and we're so proud of you and you've represented our country in such a great way and, and at the Young Riders as well. And we are so proud of you and congratulations and can't wait to have you back on when you do your U25 stuff. <laughs> oh, thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you. And congratulations for all your hard work and your team. Thank you. Well, Phil, you and I in the last week and or you this weekend have really needed your stability stirrup leathers from Total Saddle Fit. I've been using them because I've been working quite hard. Uh, I use them with Follow Me, Big Mike, and we've been we've been doing a lot of extended trot, and I've needed those stability <laughs> stirrup leathers, uh, but they really have. I, we love these products from Total Saddle Fit. Phil and I talk yeah. about them, use them, and you've needed them with your six-year-olds. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, we're getting ready for a show, so I've got to be looking my 100% best, and the horses have to be moving really well, and my leg has to be super quiet. So uh, the stability stirrup leathers help me ride better. The the stretch tech shoulder relief girth helps my horses move better, and the whole package hopefully will come together for some big scores this weekend. Yeah, fingers so, uh, crossed. Yeah, we thank Justin and and his products that he's continuing to innovate to help us ride better, help our horses go better. Absolutely. This week's dressage training tip is brought to you by Total Saddle Fit, home of the shoulder relief girth at totalsaddlefit.com. We're finally getting to some emails. We've been so busy. And um, for a total saddle fit tip of the week, we are getting to our emails. So, Phil, what you got for us? I don't I don't even know. This is going to be fun. <laughs> well, we have an email from Emma, who has a large pony of unknown breeding, possibly halfling or cross, that was schooling third, fourth level when he was purchased last fall. They've been slowly working up and are now showing first level, schooling some second and third. He has fantastic ladder work. 
and collection, but struggles to do mediums. And especially now we're getting into more extended gates. She's been working on transitions and shoulder in, lots of stuff that we've uh, mentioned before uh, on the shows and on our tips. So she's looking for even more help to get this to get this large pony of unknown breeding uh, to do some better extensions. What's your What's your thoughts here, Reese? Okay, well, this is a. I think this is a typical problem I hear with riders that that are working with ponies, um, and and actually just with anyone, um, you know, trying to work with the kind of medium and extended gates from first to second level. It's it's a huge jump, wouldn't you say, Phil? Like that is. Um, yeah, it's a it's a it's a training challenge. Uh, it is. For- for all of the horses and you know the rare ones have you know are really gifted in this way but it's that's not the norm so you to always have lots of strategies for developing from lengthened gates to medium to gates medium to gates. extended gates and you know it's not easy yeah. for anyone no and i would say um, with the ponies you know, I yeah. trained a very lovely Connemara pony and she ended up being pre-St. George at the end of, and at the end of the day. And one of the things that we did with her, we did actually quite a lot of Cavaletti work, which was very helpful where she had to reach and learn to sort of lift her shoulder. Um, you know, being in Kentucky, we are blessed with hills. So we are able to do a lot of work on hills, which you know, I'm lucky all my guys go out on hills and walk up and down and trot up and down um, to where they get stronger with that. So, um, you know, depending on the area where you are, that may be a very, very helpful tool where you sort of do transitions up and down the hills. Um, down, actually as important as up because they use different muscles on the downhill. You know, if you're in, in a Florida type environment or in a place that doesn't have hills, actually, when I was in Germany, it's very flat there. They actually built hills <laughs> that the yeah. horses would walk up and down. So that's an extreme example, but that is definitely an example. So Cavaletti work, hill work. It also, I think it takes time. And I think that's what's interesting about a pony. And that's what happened with the pony I trained. You know, we did all this work and forever the writer kept saying like, oh my goodness, it's not happening. It's not happening. And I finally said to her, you know, look, this is not necessarily what the pony is designed to do. So we need to give it some extra time. And that helped a lot because we kept doing it. And literally one day she came out and she, she got it. And that is something that I would encourage um, as you go through um, training is it doesn't happen overnight. You know, if I were to go to the gym, which I should probably do more, I'm not going to become a sprinter. I can train and I will get better at being a runner, but I'm not an alien runner. Uh, so it's the same thing. And I think people want it to happen. You know, well, I've done it two or three days in a row. Well, it's going to take six months, maybe a year to, to get it. Don't you say? Wouldn't you say, Philip? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, this is going to take forever. But yeah, um, the thing I also try to have people work on is go to the other end of the spectrum towards the collection. Mm-hmm. Because in your collected work, you can develop more suspension. Yep. And if you think if you want big extension, what is it, What is the quality of the horse's gait? that allows the shoulder to lift and get up in the air and get more airtime, which equals suspension. Uh-huh. You can teach a lot of, a lot of suspension in, in the co- in collected work to really get that horse to push up off the ground, not necessarily covering more ground, actually covering less ground, 
but you can teach them that idea of of getting more airtime and, and and finding the balance maybe in the collection and then taking that collection suspension balance and start to drive it forward you know towards the extended gates or just a bigger gate that has the same suspension as your collected gate yep. if that if that kind of makes sense so you're teaching more push power more balance on the hindquarters, uh, like all these things you need in the, in the extension too. So a horse that's a little bit more talented with the collection, I just take the collection to the next level a little bit, kind of thinking thinking about, you know, how could I create a little bit more of a passage trot? And that's what you want to be doing as you develop from third level, fourth level pre-St. George anyways. It's sort of developing a, uh, a collected trot with more suspension because in second level you should you shouldn't have a time that's, that's not one of the expectations you just in second level you're thinking about just making the trot shorter not maybe not developing i mean if the horse is naturally developing that that suspension already that's great you're well ahead of the game and you can keep keep going with that so just think uh you know these horses that rush on their forehands just ask them to wait and don't do entire long sides do short sections like trying to ride forward make the strides longer without losing the balance because the moment the balance is lost then then you're not helping the horse at all so you know maybe it's only five meters at first of you know uh, three strides that are bigger with more suspension and are more or are, are lengthened or more more elastic trot and then and then back again maybe even all the way back into walk again maybe even all the way back into halt again start forward again find the balance and work your way and then come back again that's that's the work that really needs to be done here instead of just focusing okay i've got you know 60 meters across the diagonal here i go i'm gonna hope for the best close my eyes then you're not you're not yeah. really helping helping the horse develop what what it is you actually want because it does well, it I takes think, a ton of strength yeah yeah and i think that's it's such a good way to think about it. And even, you know, I mean, that has been big Mike, who is a warm blood. He's a Westphalian, right? I had the same problem with that. It's not any different him being a pony or a warm blood, you know, the, the ability to use the collection is really important. And like I said, I did it. I think any horse can benefit from that, not just a pony. So, but it takes time. <laughs> That's the biggest thing I can tell you is it, it doesn't happen overnight. It really takes time. So, yeah, I love it. Well, Phil, great total saddle fit tip of the week. And uh, we love them. Keep them coming. We've got a few more in the queue, actually. We've been quite busy, uh, but we're thankful for that. And, and we always love to, to give you what you need. So keep them coming. And as always, you can find our show notes and links to today's guests on our website, dressageradio.com. Like us on Facebook, just search Dressage Radio Show. Follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. My website is maplecrestfarmky.com, and my email is reese at horseradionetwork.com. I think the best way to find me is probably on Facebook, or my email is philip at horseradionetwork.com. I'd like to thank our sponsors for allowing us to put on a show. And don't forget to check out all the shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Keep your heels down and your shoulders back, and we will talk to you next week.